0: Welcome to the Luke Mindpower Podcast. You're listening to the number one motivational podcast in the world. This is Luke Mindpower, and I want to welcome you to the start of the best of the rest of your life. Your next level of life begins at the end of this next episode. I'm with you all the way to motivate, inspire, and wake you up to your greatness. In this space, we don't just achieve our goals, we freaking crush them. There ain't no giving up here, just leveling up every single day. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Luke Mind Power podcast. It's a blessing to have you with us. As I've been uh, mentioning today, we're going um, to, like last few weeks, I've been saying I'm going to have this amazing woman. Her name's Faith, uh, and she's a brain training coach. And I'm like, I'm going to have her on and I'm... I'm uh, I, I wasn't giving you guys the exact date of when, but I knew I knew it was going to be um, towards the end of June or beginning of July, because I obviously this air in a few weeks time, um, episode number 148. So I want to really, really take this opportunity to freaking welcome this powerful woman. Um, her name is Faith, and she's a brain training coach. Um, she helps you to really heal uh, and get you out of this fight or flight um, state of being. Um, she manages a health transformation accelerator which is a group um, a group coaching platform um, and she's going to help us understand the power of our body um, and how to actually become your own healer uh, which is phenomenal and I really believe that we are our own best doctors. It's something that I learned in the Shaolin Temple when I lived there in China um, because I think a lot of us are detached or disconnected from our own selves so much so that you know, we tend to rely on, um, you know, pharmaceuticals and the outside world to, to fix us, you know. Um, so I just want to take this opportunity to welcome Faith to the Luke Mind Power podcast.
1: Oh, thank you so much. That's so kind. Um, yeah, I'm so excited to be here and to talk about my favorite thing in the entire world.
0: Absolutely. It's phenomenal what what you're doing. Um, look, I, I can relate a lot with what you're sharing and what you're doing simply, even though I haven't done your program or I'm not inside your space in terms of like, (coughs) listening to you coach and stuff like that, but I've heard you speak on TikTok. Um, I've listened to a little bit of what you were sharing, um, and everything that you share, a lot of it has to do with the mind. Um, and I mean, that's a lot of what I teach as well. So I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of similarities to, you know, what I do and how I help people because essentially um, it's really coming back to yourself and loving yourself and connecting with yourself and understanding um, your energy and, um, you know, and obviously taking more consideration to, you know, what you're ingesting and and again, programming of the mind and what you've been through in the past or what you, um, how you communicate with your body and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, How about we start off with with you giving us a real um, insight into how you actually found this gift and this passion? Because I'm going to make a wild guess that you had to go through your own uh, challenges or or stress or um, something with your own body for you to go, hey, you know what, shit, uh, I fixed myself or I can do this and now you help others.
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. I did. And um, I think it's such a beautiful thing in so many ways. But one of the the best things about having my own journey is that when I'm working with my clients, I can really relate like to every emotion and just like feeling down in the, you know, like this is the pits. And it's like, I actually know exactly how you feel. Um, And I think that that it's just so beautiful to be able to relate with everyone on that level. But you know, absolutely, I, I had to figure it out myself. I mean, I was sick for 10 years with um, certain periods being worse than others, but it, it did get to the point where I was out of work completely. I, I couldn't go into the office and I didn't have a diagnosis and um, I, was on, I didn't qualify for short-term disability. Um, what limited we have in the States because I you know doctors were like you know this is in your head or it's not like a big enough diagnosis to actually give you any sort of label and so just good luck um so I kind of had like doctors telling me they couldn't help me I had um Mayo Clinic Cleveland Clinic like these really famous places kind of saying you're this like mystery um just kind of get used to being sick. Perhaps you can take this medication. You know, it's anxiety, it's depression, it's um, fibromyalgia, IBS, like all these different names that um, people throw at you. I mean, ultimately, I have something called Graves' disease, which is an autoimmune disease that affects the thyroid. Um, most people have heard of Hashimoto. So it's kind of like the opposite of that um, hyper versus hypothyroid. But I started to um, accumulate different issues after the initial onset of graves disease when i was in university um, so that kind of took me out in university i was going to go to law school and i ended up um, being hospitalized and having to leave school ended up going back and finishing school um, went on to get my job and just kind of medicated my way through it because i was still very sick um, in the background i didn't know i had all these other things that were going on which i later discovered So I was taking Adderall antidepressants, um, anti-anxiety medication, drinking a triple shot latte, just like doing whatever I could to kind of get through. Cause I was told like, this is your life and, um, you know, like just kind of deal with it. Like there are all these different things you can lean on. Like your body's just a bit broken, but that's okay. Don't worry. Like we have these solutions that can help you. And so I was really proud of myself for like pushing through the pain. Um, but obviously the body can only take so much. So I ended up crashing again. Um, and that's when I hit my rock bottom. Um, and I just kind of thought, well, what do you do when like the people who are supposed to help you can't help you? Like, you know, you're used to going to the doctor and they say, Oh, this is your problem. Here's the solution. And that was what I was used to. But now I was like copying from place to place, from specialist to expert. And people were saying, Well, the Graves disease kind of looks like it's, um, under control. And I just, I just think it's anxiety. I think it's in your head. Um, and so I started listening to podcasts of people who had sort of like a mystery illness, if you want to call it, um, because I didn't want to accept that like, this is just anxiety and, um, I learned about functional medicine, which is understanding the root cause of what causes your symptoms and the symptoms are sort of the roadmap to what's going on. And so I learned that I had all sorts of other things going on beneath the surface, um, which was really gratifying. So I healed the root causes of my symptoms and yeah, I still couldn't eat dairy. I still couldn't eat gluten. I still felt anxiety. I still felt triggered. I felt like the lab work came back, that I was healed and I felt marginally better, but I was living in fear. I was living in fear that everything was going to trigger me back into this trauma that I dealt with for 10 years. And that's when I learned um, about the nervous system and about brain training and how, you know, ultimately if we are living in this place of fear, our body is going to kind of, you know, tighten up and not allow us to fully get over that finish line. Um, and so I started really putting that to the test and I fully healed very quickly. Um, and I started thriving like hardcore. I was better than I've ever been, more energy than I've ever felt. Um, and I just became obsessed with it. And I got certifications and I never went back to the corporate world and I started teaching other people and it started working. Um, so, like, other people were coming into my programs and they were also healing. And it's just been this like snowball ever since then of like, Oh my gosh, we're really onto something like this is helping people. And every person who heals tells someone else. And it's this ripple effect of, Hey, guess what? We're powerful. And you know, we can, we can heal ourselves and it's just been amazing.
0: You know, the pharmaceutical industry is not going to like you.
1: They, yeah, they don't. I don't think, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, why,
0: why, why aren't like, seriously, this is like, it's, it's crazy shit and I know that there's people that won't like what, what I teach and, and what, I, what I speak um, because what we're really doing essentially is we're helping people become their own healers and, and the one thing obviously with everything that you've shared is that the happier you are, the healthier you are, the happier your body is and the better that your body functions because it's in a state of ease, right? Right. So is that, is that like, what, what was the like root kind of like core of the reason as to why your body was in fight or flight or why your body was in a state of disease, for example?
1: I mean, there's so much to it, but I think ultimately it comes down to what you believe to be true about yourself because your cells are listening to the messages that your brain is sending. So if you, you know, believe that you are sick, if you believe that this is just your life, if you believe that this is going to trigger you and it's rightly so, right? Because it has been your life before it has triggered you before. Um, But if you stay in that state, your body is going to send messages. Hey, like we should be fearful of this. Let's respond from a physiological standpoint with bloating or pain, you know, or whatever it is. Um, and so we have these deep rooted beliefs about ourselves and we think, and are told that that has no impact. It's like, it doesn't really matter what you think. Don't worry. It's out of your control. It's out of your control. This is what we're told. So this is what we believe. Um, and as long as you believe that that's going to be what happens, that's going to be how your body behaves. So, you know, it's, it's usually like something sets some trauma or a series of traumas are going to set off, the initial of the cascade, whether it's an autoimmune diagnosis or chronic pain of some sort. Um, and then that will kind of cascade because that's going to fuel the belief that I'm broken and I'm sick and our body is just going to get more susceptible, um, more inflamed. And we're going to start to see, okay, well, first it was this diagnosis and the story is always the same. And then it turned into this and this and this and this, and however many years it's been, that's you know how bad kind of reflective of how many different diagnoses this person has collected um and then that belief becomes so deep-rooted it's like kind of a like um, an infrastructure or like if you think about all the roots of the trees um, and how they connect that's how many deep-rooted beliefs of i am a sick person are there and until we pull those out and i kind of you know believe that to be like the root cause we're never going to fully realize our healing we might like marginally for example, like using root cause medicine, which is so important. Okay. So we detox the body, we feed ourselves real whole foods. We put our feet on the earth, all these amazing things that we have to do, but it will will feel deeply inside. Like I'm not over the finish line. And that's the inner work that expedites it and takes you over the finish line. Um, that I think should be done first. (laughs) If you can, like, if you realize this, you know, like first and foremost, because it means you'll have to do less like physical work, um, to heal. But yeah, so it's a series of traumas and, and that turn into beliefs that um, take our power away completely.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I was just thinking while you were talking because I was like, you know, it's amazing that your name is Faith and you're doing this kind of work because it's, it's having that belief, you know, in having the belief yeah. that you can heal. And, and that's yeah. entirely, obviously, it does come down to action. And I'm very well aware that in in order for you to, you know, reprogram your mind, a lot of repetition is is required, you know, and, and changing the whole paradigm of like what you're used to doing, how what you're used to thinking, you know, all of your unconscious habits that you're unaware of that are affecting everything that you do, how you your functionality, your physiology, you know. Um, and so besides the fact that you help people to retrain their brain or their belief system, what in terms of um, the, the the ingestion of like what people put in their body, how much does that actually have an impact? Because obviously there's one thing of like retraining the brain and the belief system of what it is that you're struggling with or why your body's constantly in fight or flight. But what about the food that we put in our body? Because that's makes a massive difference, right?
1: It's huge. Um, I I believe to an extent that food is medicine. I say that I healed, um, you know, my initial like leap forward physi- physiologically was the radical change in my diet, um, just going back to sort of an ancestral diet. Um, but what I'm also really conscious of is that we can create, fear easily around food, right? So you have to be so careful in the wellness world or in the wellness community when you start to step into food as medicine, because there's a lot of fear mongering out there of like this food is triggering or this food is crap, or this is going to cause disease. And that right there becomes a belief that makes that a reality for you. So I kind of tread lightly on the food thing. I think that what I teach is being more in tune with your body physically and knowing when your body is feeling nourished and replenished and repleted versus knowing very innately that your body is like, "Uh uh-uh, this is not it. And I think when you are in tune with your body and you're eating whole foods and you love your body and you want to serve your body, And and then you can feel like, hey, my body did not like or respond accordingly to this. Then you can let that guide you. I think, again, I encourage all my clients, you know, if you're on social media and you have this fear mongering, because it's a very common in this space of this food is going to trigger this, this food is going to trigger that you need to unfollow them, especially when you're on this journey, because at the end of the day, that to me can be more damaging than actually eating that food. Because again, the more you repeat this, like you said, and believe that this food is going to trigger that, the more that's going to start happening for you. And then it's much harder to pull out that belief from the subconscious. Um, And so, yeah, it is, again, it's always back coming back to your innate wisdom and getting back in tune and stop being so disconnected from how you feel. Stop numbing it. Let yourself feel like this felt shit or this felt amazing, you know, and then kind of go through that because we're – you know, bioindividuality is a thing, right? We all evolved in different parts of the, the, the earth. So what we need to feel good varies. Um, and so we have to be, I think, a little bit more practical, um, a little bit more inward with diet. But ultimately, yes, like what you eat, obviously it does matter and it's huge. And um, I think it is a great place to start by looking at an ancestral diet and just looking at how we evolved um, and then tuning into how you physically feel Um, as kind of like a step one starting point.
0: Mm, Interesting. Thanks for sharing that. What what do you think um, about unresolved unconscious trauma in the body? And if that's causing you to be in a state of anxiety or fight or flight or, you know, disease, for example, and you don't know about this trauma, that is still in your body and that's affecting how, how do you, how do you help someone then?
1: Well, it's very real because the body remembers what the mind forgets. So, you know, we consciously will, um, as a coping mechanism, a survival mechanism, you know, push the trauma aside and think that we've moved past it, but it's stored because energy cannot be created and it cannot be destroyed. So a trauma is an energy and it sits inside of you. And unless we process that energy, Right, it's going to just sit there because it has to. Where is it going to go? Um, and then the body remembers that, and it, it holds it really tightly inside. And what the subconscious does, because the subconscious, its job is to really just resolve constantly sort through, make sense, resolve, release. And so anytime something comes up in our day-to-day life that is similar to that traumatic experience, it's going to bring it back up. And it's gonna say, here's a great opportunity to resolve this trauma. And what happens is we might not realize that, like you said, like we might think, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why is this really mundane thing triggering me? And so we suppress it and it manifests in physical symptoms. And so then we often will see clients who come in and they're like, I'm triggered and that causes my chronic pain. And so you can kind of tie it back to the cycle that I'm describing. That's like, hey, you've got this trauma that's stored in the body. Something has come up that reminded your subconscious mind of the initial event. It was similar enough. Your subconscious is super excited because it says, now I get to release this energy. It brings up the memory but you don't really understand because you feel like you've moved past it. Boom, physical sensations or anxiety. And then here we are in the sympathetic fight flight state. Um, And so a big part of um, what we work through, you know, we we're careful with trauma. I don't do a lot of revisiting the exact situation just because I'm working with people with chronic pain. So I'm trying to find the most gentle way to move past it and release it without being like, let's go deep into like a cognitive behavioral therapy, no sort of session of what what actually went down. Um, But the big thing that we do is one, learn how to identify and release. And two, we do something called like titrating, which is basically revisiting the trauma or the pain um, and then titrating back to a safe place or something that sets the nervous system into parasympathetic until we create a new neural pathway that starts to associate that place of trauma with safety where we can safely process and release it, let the feeling move through. Um, but you know, people who are experiencing chronic pain in relation to trauma are so sensitive to the touch. I mean, like you merely have to say the word and boom, like they're throbbing headache. They can't open their eyes. And so you have to be so, so gentle, um, with this process of visiting the pain and the trauma and moving back to your safe place. And so much of the work that we do starts with building out in our minds. Um, You know, what is the safe place? Let's feel it, taste it, smell it. Let's get really comfortable. Let's become okay with being safe. And let's become so obsessed with it that we can go straight back to it as soon as the pain kicks in. Um, And then it's it's kind of a, a gradual process. But usually I would say within 30 days of becoming familiar with the safe place and titrating back effectively, we start to see people being able to visit you know, this triggering place without going into a fight flight response if they're doing the work every single day. Um, so it's pretty incredible what we can do, but the important thing is that you have the right resources and the right tools because it's such a, like I said, it's such a sensitive place to be so interconnected with pain and trauma. And it's why I think it's so important to be like working with someone who understands this, or else you could just bring up this like uproar of emotions that can send you into a really scary place.
0: Amazing stuff. How does it make you feel that you have this power, this gift (laughs) to be able to help others help themselves and, you know, get their body back into a, a function, functional state?
1: Gosh, that's a good question. Well, I would say everybody has the power and that's what I tell my clients, you know, it's like, It's not that one person can do this work more than the other, if that makes sense. And I'm sure as you know, it's like when I talk to my clients, they're like, oh, my goal is like, I would love to be able to do that. It's like, you can, (laughs) we all can. That's the thing. Like We all can. And when we do, we can also help other people do it, but it feels really good. I feel like to be what sort of feels like on the forefront of it. Meaning I don't feel like there are loads of people talking about it or nearly enough. And it feels really fun to be able to meet people where they're at and to be able to introduce this idea and get them really excited. And I often hear people be like, I feel hope for the first time. And that's like the best thing in the entire world because it starts with hope because you have to kind of like, you know, dismantle those walls of fear and doubt. And when someone says, I feel hope, it's like, yes, they're going to listen to something, you know, and then maybe I get my foot in the door. Um, And so it's, I'm so lucky because every day is so exciting. I get to, to help people do something that I feel like is going to change their lives. And it's my job. So I'm mm. like, I just feel like I can't believe how lucky <laughs> I am, you know, cause I didn't always do a job that I loved. Um, and I know what it's like to sit behind a desk being like, why am I doing this? This sucks. This doesn't make me happy at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm hearing you. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for your honesty and, and vulnerability as well. Um, <clears throat> it's crazy because you make me think about what I'm doing and because you know you get so excited and invested into your purpose and and like wanting to help people now that you've helped yourself, um, that it or, or it becomes unconscious a lot of the times. It just becomes it's you. It's just what you do. It's it's natural, right? Um, and it's sometimes so easy to like forget the power that you have, you know. And I mean when I when I think about the amount of people that have reached out to me because of my podcast, just because of listening to the podcast, um, because of my content on social media and have said that, you know, I've been listening to you and you've really helped me so much, like without even working with them personally, you know, and I mean, this is the technological advanced age that we live in that, you know, we have so much um, power to be able to help people um, to make their lives better you know and i definitely easily sometimes forget because i'm just so invested in everything that i'm doing and i, I forget how much of a difference i'm making in people's lives and so You know, what we're doing is, um, yeah, I think sometimes we need to check ourselves a little bit more (laughs) to realize how amazing it is, the things that we're doing. Because this is like, you think about your life and you think about your problems and you think about things that aren't going well for you or things that maybe you've been tolerating that you shouldn't be tolerating or whatever. And it's like your word can give someone hope that can then change the way they think, that can then help them to move in a different direction that's going to better themselves and make them happier. And that's freaking amazing, you know? And it goes back to what you said, like your words, the power of the word, the power of the spoken word, you can be triggered because of something that you experienced 20 years ago that somebody says to you today, and that sets off, you know, an emotional discharge in your your nervous system, in your mind, in your body. Um, And all of a sudden, it's just that energy from that word right? And then it goes back to the four agreements, you know, the he does say be impeccable with your word, but it also emphasizes the power of the spoken word, you can use your words for black magic, or you can use your words to create magic. Right. And obviously, the mind has been programmed in such a way, obviously, as you evolve as a person, that, you know, you attach specific meanings and emotions to that energy of that word. And yeah. so you can use the word <laughs> to create success in your life or to shit on yourself. Yeah. And it's just, that's why I'm so passionate about, uh, you know, being positive, speaking positive affirmations, speaking positively to myself, empowering myself, speaking with really powerful words because your mind is always listening.
1: I mean, a hundred percent. I, I, It is part of what we do in our programs. You know, we might not realize it, but every time we say a word, our mind is conjuring up a mental image and that mental image is, you know, it's a three dimensional thing. So um, if you say I have a stabbing pain, I think of like a knife from a movie Right, stabbing. Well, what is that going to do? What's that going to elicit? And you might not really think, you know, in every moment you don't necessarily have the time, and it's not always advantageous to think what mental image am I conjuring up? But you are, and that image is sending messages to all the senses, and that's sending energy, like you said. Um, and so one of the things we do is we word swap, and it's a really simple thing. And I say this to my clients: it's not that the exercises are hard; it's sticking to it. That's hard. Right. So, um, it's being consistent with it when it's not easy and it's not fun when you do have a flare and being really conscious of like, okay, let's swap that word out for, instead of stabbing pain, I'm less comfortable because the brain doesn't know less. It just knows comfortable. So let's invite in comfortable. So for me, comfortable is this like really nice couch that I want. And it like envelops you and it's huge and amazing. And it's like, the ultimate, right? And so when I send that message to my body, it's like, like, this is amazing. This is great. Like, I feel awesome. Right. And so just by saying different words, we're actually turning off pain receptors in the body because what's happening is the nervous system is feeling safe. And when it does that, it turns off pain receptors. And so this is really, it's called word swapping. And it's actually one of the exercises in my signature program. Um, And it's funny because by the time my clients get to that week, we, everyone has a win. Everyone is like, you would not believe how different my week has been. My pain has reduced by such a significant, you know, percent, um, simply by changing the language that I'm using to describe it. And we're just tricking the brain essentially. Right. Cause we know the brain is just a computer. We know how it works we know that it's conjuring up this image it's not complicated all we have to do is say something different but like you said it's being really conscious with the language that you're using and knowing that everything you say holds power whether you're saying it out loud or you're saying it internally and like the fact that your pain is responding to the word that you're saying should tell you you are powerful, right? Like what you say matters. The fact that you turned off pain receptors and people say, oh, no, that's too simple. It can't be. Yeah. Until you try it for a week and you realize, holy shit, <laughs> like what, what in the world? Like I had no idea I had this power. And that just opens the door to, okay, I'm ready. Tell me more. Like if it's, if it can be quote unquote that easy, then what else can I be doing? How else can I help my brain send these messages? to calm the response in the body. So yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's, and it's not just in relation to pain, obviously that's what I teach, but I mean, let's obviously talk about, you know, inviting in the life you want. You're not gonna invite that using words that don't align with what you want for your life. So on every single level, the language that you use is so important, but especially when it comes to physical sensations in the body, Um, like I said, you know, the cells are listening, um, whether you're conscious of it or not
0: powerful stuff hey anyone who's listening right now uh guys uh, i don't know if you can tell but i mean faith's energy is pretty electric and it's really powerful it's passionate it's real it's authentic um and you know this is what you what you want to get around more of (laughs) you know i always say surround yourself with positive energy surround yourself with with an environment that is going to inspire you and help you to grow and 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 people in your environment that complement your life where you can vibe with uh, where you can encourage each other Um, and you know just sitting with faith right now and just speaking to her um, I'm sure you guys can feel it but I'm just uh, re-emphasizing and bringing it to your attention because I can feel it and I love her energy of you know how she's just speaking her truth but she's freaking owning the shit out of it as well
1: (laughs) No, thank you. Well, I feel the same about you. yeah, it's well, it's great to talk about something that you're this is what I'm saying. It's great that like you get to wake up and talk about something that you love, you know, and something that you truly believe in. It, you know, like you said, almost like, I almost forget naively that most people don't get to do that. Um, and they think that they can't do that. that that's a life reserve for someone else, which is not true. but um it is such a blessing mm. to have to be able to to talk about what lights you up and it, it just kind of is like a a cyclical thing, right? It just continues to propel you in the direction of where you want to go when you're constantly injecting your life um, with so much joy and passion and and purpose. I mean, it's, you know, like what keeps me thriving and healthy. So I absolutely love it.
0: Absolutely. So let's, so just quickly on, on that, on your environment, how how particular are you? How protective are you over your environment and making sure that the people you surround yourself with are like-minded, um, are visionaries, uh, going where you, you know, you're going? Um, how is that for you?
1: <laughs> I'm very particular. Um, I've always kind of been like a no bullshit kind of person. So like my friends in in school would always be like, don't even try to like you know, convince Faith into doing this because she's she's not one of those people. But that was, you know, before I kind of stepped into this space. So I guess that's already my personality. Um, but now I know what I know about how important it is to protect your energy and to stay in alignment. Really like the responsibility we have, if we want something, we have to, the law of action, like, you know, we have to choose to stay in alignment with that. Um, and so for me, it was about, and I think probably everyone who's kind of in this space will say the same thing, you know, it's like fewer friends, um, deeper relationships, Um, whatever I'm watching or listening to, if it is accidentally not in alignment, I cut it off. I stop watching it. Even if it's just like a TV show, that's like, I don't know, just feeding into the narrative that isn't what I want for my life. Um, And of course, as a mother now, I'm way more particular, you know, and even like seemingly um, throwaway comments that other people might say to their children or about their children. If it doesn't align, I'm kind of out the door or I say something about it or I remove myself from the situation. So yeah, I think that when you realize that it ultimately is your responsibility Um, and actually it does matter like all of these actions, all of these words, everything we're consuming. And I'm not just talking about food. I'm talking about information. Um, it's going to affect the trajectory of your life. And again, like your brain, it's a computer. It's constantly taking in this information and it's forming beliefs. So you need to stay in control. Like you need to be conscious about what you're consuming and not foolishly think that it's not going to have an impact, um, or it's all in good fun. Because unfortunately, I don't believe that to be the case, Um, and so I am quite rigid around it. While still, I think like being a fun person, but just like I'm a no bullshit kind of person. If that makes sense,
0: for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm huge on on protecting your energy mm. because your energy is. Uh, I say your, your energy is currency, and it's expensive. So be mindful yeah. of of you know who you share it with. Very very important. But um, you know this this whole journey of like personal development and um you know being aware of like how powerful your mind is and everything that you you know what you think about is what you become uh what you consume is what you become like you're in control you're your biggest teacher you're the one that's actually permit giving yourself permission to watch something or surround yourself with specific people or continue to be in an environment that doesn't empower you for example right Um, Why do you think it's so hard for people to change? Obviously, like I know that, you know, yes, the biggest key of, you know, being an empowering person or in a leadership position or someone who has overcome their pain and trauma, or, you know, for example, yourself, um, why do you think it's still so difficult for people to change and for them to to step into like a higher state of consciousness, a, a new version of themselves, What, what do you think is the whole resistance behind that? Is it, is it meant it's, is it mental or is it just because is it, I mean, is it a combination of everything?
1: Well, I always say this to my clients that this kind of a change, a quantum leap, if you will, is evolution. It's evolving Hmm. and evolving is uncomfortable. So if we're looking back at like how anything in nature has evolved, it's not that it wanted to, it's that it was forced to survive. And so it went into an uncomfortable place doing things that it never had to do, which no one wants to do that. Um, And it evolved and it survived. And it, it it became the strongest of everyone else. It was the fittest, right? And so I think that when you're looking at making this kind of a change, ultimately what you're doing is you're taking a quantum leap, you are evolving. And so it's going to be uncomfortable. And I think like we have to realize that we are not immune to this physical experience and discomfort is part of that. So the goal cannot, it has to be bigger than comfort. It has to be, where is my focus? Is it on this quantum leap and is it on discovering my power or is it on comfort and discomfort? Because comfort and discomfort is not an evolved sort of perspective. I hate to say, um, and looking at the bigger picture, taking that lens and realizing that it is about that end goal. And, um, you know, stepping into the next version of like the human race, if you will, the people who are understanding the way that the mind works, who are raising their consciousness, that's going to be fucking hard. Okay. Like, obviously it's going to be hard, but um, it's not about that. And so I think keeping that lens laser focused, that's hard to do because society doesn't want that. Like that's not the focus of society. And because as human beings, um, we evolve to fit in with the crowd. And so actually the need to be liked and accepted is Evolutionarily speaking, one of our greatest needs and desires. So, we're actually fighting against our biology at every twist and turn if we're trying to do this work. Because this is not like common work, because we're going to lose a lot of friends. We're going to lose respect um, from people that we love, from people that we felt comfortable with. Um, And so, we have to just look at it from this different lens of like, okay, if I'm evolving, I'm going to actually objectively look at human behavior and see what's actually causing me to feel this way. Okay, so that's a really sort of unevolved. Um, primitive, if you will, um, response to feel sad because I'm not accepted, to feel upset because it's not comfortable. And that's okay because I'm human and that's fine. Um, But let's put that aside now. So that kind of work is really hard to do um, because people tend to feel isolated and it takes a lot of inner strength to continue to remind yourself and know that you're leaning on yourself. But again, that's part of the evolution because in order to step into your power, you have to be okay with being powerful, which means you're going to have to listen to yourself above other people and know that the wisdom is inside of you. And so to do that every day at the beginning, before you know that, before you get to that place is the real work. That's like the trudging through, you know, like, oh, this sucks. This is so hard. And you just feel like every day you're hanging by a thread. So that's when you're evolving. And then when you get to the other side and you get the glimpse of your power, And you know that you're right and all of a sudden you've manifested something into your life and boom it becomes a little easier and then it just becomes joyful and then you know you've taken the quantum leap but i think it is and that's why like i know you talk about this all the time the inner work is so important because if you don't have that lens straight in front of you every day that like okay this is what i'm going for i know that I have this wisdom inside of me. I know that I'm gonna keep relying on my internal compass regardless of what other people are saying. I know that it's not gonna be easy. And like, I know that the discomfort is a good sign and all this stuff, then it's never gonna work. Um, And so it truly is like, unfortunately to say, um, it's all about you. Like, it's all about, can you trust yourself enough? And too many people are relying on other people to help them get there. And it's like, the whole point is it's not other people, it's you. And it's hard well, in evolution. But
0: it's, it, well, it's it's like the whole system how it's designed, right? Is that there's so many people that are relying on their doctor to give them all the mm. answers, you know? And it's like it's okay. I've got. To, I'm going to see the doctor on Wednesday, so he's going to help me or she's going to help me, right? Um, so it's having that belief again. It's a belief you know, that, and it's also, you know, pharmaceutical drugs as well, is that, okay, the doctor said I've got this, the doctor has prescribed this for me. Now, when I take this, it's going to make me better or it's going to manage my symptoms better, right? So again, that's creating a belief that if I take this, I'm going to be able to be more functional, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And now I'm not discrediting, obviously there's, you know, um, some pharmaceutical things that are necessary for some people because of their conditions or whatever it is. Um, And I'm not trying to discredit um, the professional side of, you know, um, a a GP or a doctor or whatever. Um, But again, I'm, I'm just speaking facts in terms of the mental side of, of the belief, you know, of the fact that when you believe in something, it manifests for you. It's that powerful in in the mind it's
1: incredible um,
0: yeah you know so this is the challenge of like breaking out of that kind of system or mind or you know getting in touch with your body on a higher level um to understand that you are your own best doctor and like when i was living in the shaolin temple in china that was like one of the biggest lessons that i learned was that you know i'm not against my body you know i'm i'm supposed to be connected to it right? My body talks to me, right? It talks to me in rashes. It talks to me in pimples. It talks to me in uh, cramps. It talks to me in, you know, a backache. It talks to me and lets me know all the time what's going on. And it's like, you're either paying attention or you're like, okay, I'm going to get an external, something external to to try to put my body at ease but really your body's just talking to you saying hey man you've been treating me like shit or your environment's really negative and so I'm hurt
1: I agree we've been told symptoms are this horrible thing that have to go away when like you said they're just kind of um, part of the roadmap to what's really going on, um, not that people should feel like they have to live in discomfort, um, but there's a difference between acute symptoms and chronic symptoms as well. So, like, you have like an isolated symptom, okay, that's fine. Obviously, you know, and I deal more with the chronic, like this is happening over time. But our bodies are always working for us. Like, think about it. We're descendants of survivors. Like, we are coming from people who have survived the harshest conditions, um, because we are the fittest, we are the strongest, and yet we've been led to believe that our bodies are fighting us. Think about the autoimmune narrative. Your body, it's fighting itself. That's not true. I know that's not true. I have Graves' disease and doctors all the time always say, oh, well, you wouldn't understand because you're so healthy. It's like, well, you, you know, I believe that. And it looks like that in the lab work, but it didn't always used to be the way. Um, and so we need to flip the narrative of our bodies are fighting against us because our bodies are literally designed to work for us. that's constantly fighting to get into homeostasis. And if we take that lens, we flip how we act towards our body with kindness and love, compassion. Um, and like you said, listening to it instead of thinking, oh my God, go away, go away. Like my body is being so annoying. It's like, no, 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 no it's working to get me back to this place of rest. Um, and how can I listen to it more and help it do what it does best? Um, it's a total, total narrative shift.
0: Yeah, man, it's powerful shit. Um, it's, you know, with what I do as well, again, we were talked about this earlier, but it was, it's about getting yourself in a positive state, getting your body into a healthy state, uh, uh um and positively charged energy of like happiness joy peace you know um but most importantly for me that journey started through self love so faith what kind of beliefs and how important for you is self love and how much does that play a part in kind of even what you how you coach does does that Connection and, and having that self compassion care um, respect appreciation for yourself um, how much does that play a part?
1: It's the beginning of everything because you you know the the age old saying you can't pour from an empty cup, um, but it's true. It, as a mother, as a coach, as a wife, or a friend, um, I learned you know as I was beginning my real healing journey that it, it all comes back to me because. My energy, you know, you can't fake your energy. You can fake what you're saying, but your energy is real. Um, And so when I'm serving my clients, if my energy isn't in the the right place, um, I'm not really charging my words with what they came to me for, you know? And so my husband knows this and and he laughs at me all the time, but it's like, it's all about my energy. And I do spend a great deal of time on myself because I really feel like I am the product. I am the service. I am what I'm offering. I can say the same thing over and over, but when they meet with me face to face, it's like it clicks and it's like, well, I've been saying this, you know, but it's because I brought my energy and you bought into that because you can feel it and you believe it now. And that changed everything for you. Um, And so that's, you know, only 7% of how we communicate is our language. So the rest is in our energy and our delivery of what's truly authentically there. And so you have to pour into yourself, um, not just in things that I believe are important for the physical body, like movement. And, um, like I say, whole foods and whatever, all the other things that I do for self-care, but energetically pouring into myself every morning and throughout the day, loving on my nervous system and taking the time. Unfortunately, our culture does not prioritize this. Um, And as you know, you know, it's like, okay, just go, 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 go. You're never pouring into yourself. And every day you're just draining and draining and drain, you know, and you think, well, I can't take time away because I won't be productive. (laughs) That's the opposite. Because if you pour into yourself, you can do what you used to do in eight hours in one hour, right? Um, Because you're going to be more effective because you're harnessing your power. Um, And so I think it's, it's so important. It's everything and like respecting yourself and loving yourself, all of these things. Like, again, it comes back to you first. So like, if you want anything, you have to stop searching outside of you and you have to start looking inside of you, um, at all of these things, which I know you preach all the time. Um, and again, and I think that's the hardest thing, like the hardest thing ultimately is to look inside, face yourself, face your trauma, love yourself, forgive yourself, um, have compassion with yourself. All these things are very difficult yet. We do them for other people. Um, but it all actually starts there. Um, so I think it's really, it's the most important thing
0: yeah absolutely powerful stuff faith uh you you know we've talked a lot obviously about what you do and your your mission and and your passion and and it's so amazing to to just be connected with you right now and you know to have people tuning in and i know that you know people are going to benefit so much um from your platform from your programs i know that you know you're probably there's still so much for you to, to um to manifest and also for you to create and and um, you know, in building your business, your company, your platforms, um, where where do you see yourself in five years time or, or even in 10 years time? Like who is Faith, um, you know, in five to 10 years? Like what do you want to be doing? How big is your platform?
1: That's such a good question, actually. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm constantly trying to find ways to reach more people. And at the same time, always writing more programs. And I think it's difficult because I, I have a baby and I'm also now pregnant. Um, so I keep kind of like having kids in the middle of, of my, like when I launched my business. Um, so taking like intermissions here and there uh, right now I have a membership platform and a, a, Sort of hybrid coaching program, which is the one that I personally live coach as well. Um, I am writing a, a sort of a second tier to that for people who graduate. Um, I've also been approached by quite a few physicians um, on training their teams, which is not something I thought about, but it does keep kind of coming at me. Um, my husband was actually asking me today, he's like, Where did you land on that? And I'm like, Do You know, maybe that is something that I should expand into because it is kind of crazy how I keep getting these messages from people that I wildly respect and can't believe that like this person that I used to study when I was sick with this, you know, New York times bestseller people coming to me saying, Hey, can you train my team? And I'm just like, really? Like, yeah, I would love to. Um, so in my mind, you know, it's expanding the program offerings, definitely moving my platform onto an app. Um, the membership at least that is you know something you join on like a monthly basis that has sort of bite-sized brain training and um sort of uh hypnosis tracks and all that stuff um expanding my my uh live coaching ones um into you know i've i've gotten further certifications that hopefully enable me to allow my students and clients to have more tools to accelerate this process um, and then really getting the message out to practitioners, I think is also on that sort of, if we're talking five years, I think um, I'm inspired by people with really successful practices saying, hey, I wanna learn how I can be a more effective practitioner with the Mm -hmm. language that I'm using with my clients. I'm humbled because these are people who are wildly successful in their field, but they're so caring and so passionate about their patients and they're hearing from me, Hey, like what you say to your patient matters. Like, because again, let's go back to beliefs, you know? And so I'm inspired and humbled by that. And I think there's some real opportunity to affect change on a level that I hadn't considered by working with these people who want me to train their practitioners, you know, and they have big platforms and yeah, my vision is large. And at the same time, I'm still having kids So I don't know how that's going (laughs) to look with, you know, this baby. So now I have two babies come October. And I mean, like little babies as well, perhaps another one. And then hopefully we can get the app rolling out the new programs the practitioner trainings. But I have been one to show up on like Zoom calls while I'm feeding my baby or rocking. (laughs) And I think that's just it in life. You know, like you got to like just uh, stop coming up with I kind of stopped coming up with excuses. I would say when I was really, really sick, I just, you know, just stop, like stop saying reasons why you can't do things and just go for it. Who gives a shit? If someone doesn't want to work with you because you have a baby, then like, they're not meant for you anyways. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so like, you can have what you want. Like there's nothing too big, um, for what you desire. And I learned in law of attraction. Um, and I started setting Catherine's and Kina for manifestation, babe. that was like, God, three years ago. And she said, write down the most ridiculous thing, like write a page of like the most ridiculous things you could want. And like things that you actually don't, think you could have you know not just like moderate like moderate increase in my income but like something huge and you know do your habits and whatever and then like six months everything came true and i thought jesus there's like some real opportunity here to affect change the
0: power power of writing (laughs) shit down (laughs) yeah and now i'm just
1: like you know the bigger i get the more people i can reach and it's exciting and it's like Mm. god life is this great opportunity to just continue to to help people so yeah i mean I, I'm just so excited.
0: <laughs> well, again, you know, the one, the beautiful thing that I've been experiencing since I've been, you know, coaching and stuff like that. And, and everything that I do is that a lot of people that are, that have been, or still are my clients are also stepping into, you know, um, leadership positioning mm-hmm. of being a coach or speaker or, you know, helping others. Right. <clears throat> and this is the power of, Um, The domino effect, you know, that a lot of people that can learn from you will also heal themselves, which then gives them the power to then, you know, if they're confident enough, or they really want to take this road, they can then, you know, help others. I mean, you can't do it all on your own faith, you know, and I know I can't, I can't help everybody. Um, And, and everybody connects with everybody's differently. You know, I I truly believe I'm not for everyone, everyone's not for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, this is the 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 power of you know what we're doing as well is knowing that you know we're helping people and they're he- healing themselves and then they're going out and saying well hang on a second yeah this is this is my purpose this is my passion this is what i really enjoy because i did it for myself and now i want to help more people do that which is freaking amazing and uh this is basically how you change the world really <laughs> you know um, oh, make yeah. It, yeah, absolutely. It's phenomenal. So um, Faith, tell us a little bit about your social platforms. Where where can people find you? Um, your website?
1: Yeah, my website is faithashenden.com. Um, and all of my social media is that healing feeling. So like my Instagram, TikTok and podcast, and then um, Faith Ashenden is linked on all of those or, you know, um, I'm pretty responsive um, on everything. I, I love social media because I've kind of cultivated like this really special group of people. Um, so I'm so inspired and, and I love I love spending time on, I mean, that's how I met you. And like I interviewed someone the other day who I'd met on TikTok and I'm like, this is so cool. Like I'm, it's changing my life. So it can be a really positive thing. So yeah, um, I'm there daily. <laughs>
0: awesome. Yeah. That healing feeling. I'll put the uh, information in the um, show notes in the description as well. But faith spending time with you is a blessing it's a privilege it's an honor it's amazing to you know um, exchange energy with you and to learn from you and to know that you're making such a massive impact in people's lives but most importantly you had to discover this on your own and so congratulations on taking that action and going down that road because it is uncomfortable um, it is out of your comfort zone it's something it's a it's a journey that you know, you've never really been before. And this is where it can become very scary for many people because again, it's like, well, I don't know the way. And it's like, you're not supposed to know the way, man. You just got to have faith. (laughs) You got to have faith and you just got to go because as you go, the way will appear. And, And that's why I truly believe that the biggest investment that you can make is in your own personal development and healing. It's not in anything else. It's in yourself, in you, right? In your body, in your mind, because your reality is a direct reflection of you. You know, I always will go back to this one moment when I was with my living with my parents and I'd invested over a hundred thousand dollars with a mentor slash coach to try to start my business up. I did that for six months. It didn't work. And then I was like down and out. I was like just going in and out of depression and stress and anxiety and just felt like a worthless. I just couldn't believe that I even went through this. But anyway, long story short, um, I remember my dad saying to me, Luke, what about the money? You know, you spent all, you've invested all this money. What about the money? And I basically replied to him. And I said it with confidence too. I said, Dad, I don't care about the money because I am the money. Oh, wow. And that's the power of understanding who you are and having confidence in your power your gift, your passion, what it is that you are. And that's why when you invest in yourself, no one can take that away from you. No one can take it. They can fucking take your car, your house, everything external, but they can't take away. Like I could take away everything that Faith has, but she'll just start a business up again and she'll get back exactly everything that she's already manifested because that is who she is. And that's why I emphasize this importance of investing in yourself, in your own personal development and healing, um, because your life will never be the same after the fact. So
1: that's so powerful.
0: Faith, you're amazing. It's been a blessing to spend time with you. Thank you so much for your time, because your time is precious and you can't buy it and you can't go back and get some more, um, you know, so it's just been amazing to spend time with you and learn from you and i really look forward to supporting you um, you know in your journey ahead and, and staying connected as well because i i know you're on a mission i feel um your passion and your desire to like do all this shit and i'm like freaking hell man <laughs> you got you got kids you're married you're <laughs> building a business and shit and and you still want to do all this stuff and work with all these people and it, yeah man i feel it because i know what it's like so thank you
1: Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Luke Mind Power podcast. It's a blessing to be alive and I appreciate you. Never give up on your dreams. You are more powerful than you can ever imagine. That risk you're afraid to take will change your life. So do it. You can thank me later. To all my Apple and Spotify listeners, take a moment and send me back some positive energy and love by leaving me a five-star rating and a review. Remember, what you put out comes back. Before you go, I'd love to invite you into our amazing, positive and loving Facebook community, The Dream Chasers. Remember, with whom you surround yourself with is whom you become. So join us. The link is in the show notes. If you're interested in learning more about our coaching programs, or have me speak at your next event, or even have me on your podcast, please visit our website, lukemindpower.com. Always love yourself. And remember, that when you open your mouth, you tell the world who you are.